0: right, we'll just sit here and wait a bit for people to join. All right, there we go. All right, we got some people here already. Nice, nice, nice. What is up? Try, use the chat function. Don't leave me here hanging. There we go. Excited for this. What's up, Tyler? What an honor. What an honor for me. This is something that's a long time coming. I didn't even consider doing a second YouTube channel until uh, I think Harris. Uh, who's here? What's up, Harris? Um, uh, suggested it. What's up, Ryan O'Donnell? Um, yeah, so this is, um, yeah, I'm excited about this. This will allow me, you know, I, I try to make my main YouTube a little bit more polished, relatively speaking. I'm not very polished as a person, but um, because the, um, like view averages and all that nonsense is taken into account when talking to sponsors and yada, yada, yada. And uh, also going live on there like a lot of people join and it's hard to prioritize what questions to answer and using the discord function really sucked. And uh, there was like a limit on how many people could enter and it's just whatever. And then doing Instagram, I was doing that because it was so easy to just click go. But now I know how to use the microphone and my laptop camera is more than high def enough for this to be, I assume it looks pretty good for you all. Um, so yeah, this is going to make life a lot easier and I love to just talk sometimes when I'm doing my main time job, I, uh, my main time, what does that even mean? When I do my full-time job, I like to take frequent breaks uh, because that's how ADHD works and uh, um, sometimes I just want to talk, so I just hop on here and we can we can just chat. Um, let's see, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you because actually I did nothing today. I rolled out of bed and just put my hair up, but uh, I appreciate it. Morning from Portland, Oregon. What's up, John. Hey, I got a DM from you. I didn't read it all the way through. You can put what you put here, though, if you'd like. That would uh, be helpful. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited. I've am I, I, I figured out. I'm smart. I figured out how to hook up the microphone. So, hopefully, audio is, like, primo. I'm hoping, at least. At least if I stand back here, probably not as good as if I'm up here. But I've got the – is it on? Is the, is the sound good? Let me know if the sound's good. I'm still figuring all this out. Sounds good to me. Go, okay, good. Sweet. Man, this is so much nicer. And, and I have a big screen instead of the stupid phone, which really always annoys me. Good morning. We got we got Mason here, Ryan, Manson, Zach Manson, Adam. Um, audio visual is more than good enough. Heck yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, audio is great. Good. Uh, caffeinated slacker. I love the name. Uh, audio is perfect. Fantastic. Yes. Yes, this is exciting. All right. So for the people here, here. And we got 31. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, for the people here, let me know. Um, what you want? What should we talk about? Uh, what should I rant about? Any questions? Um, I'm happy to divulge what's coming up. Is there anything you're looking forward to? Do you want me to spill some tea on the video dropping tomorrow? Um I this is the thing, is I'm truly unfiltered here. So we'll just uh we'll just say what we need to say. You know what I mean? Let's see. Watching from work before the rush begins. Oh, love it. Uh howdy Justin. Morning from Quebec. Nice. I've been using a Mr. A mister for a few months. Love uh, lower moisture, but still effective and better for your grinder. Favorite coffee at the moment? Oh, that's a good question. At the moment, <sighs> at the moment, the Astribi from Manhattan. <laughs> How many cups are you on today? I've had one 15-gram cup. That's it. ACS Vostok versus Nuri Leva. So for me at home, I probably would lean Nuri because it's a little bit more manual overall. Um For a cafe, the Vostic, but honestly, you can't go wrong with either one. The the biggest difference is manual versus electronic. The ACS can do more automated functions, the Nuri is more manual. That would be the biggest difference. The build quality is very similar. I would say the ACS might have the Nuri slightly edged out on build quality, but they're both fantastic. About to start the Gajuino journey. I am too. I finally got in my kits. I have all the stuff. I just never actually ventured into doing all the soldering myself. So I went ahead and ordered the kits from Peak, and I'm going to start that probably this weekend. Um, let's see, Mata Delonghi, Dedica Win. So that is something that I will probably do, um, um, like over Christmas break, kind of thing. Um, yeah, so probably around then. I need to order some parts. Thoughts on the new EK? Um, I'm excited. I'll be getting one hopefully in January. Um, I think it'll be a nice little step up. Been struggling with bitterness in my pour overs using Easy Presso Q2. What's the best budget for pour over? That should be great. Uh, go coarser. So I know Reddit always says go finer. Go coarser. And I promise you it'll taste better. Lacking, Lance. Lacking. Get on brewing. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I get so I get so caught up. All right. So I'm going to brew, because I have more than enough of this, I'm going to brew the Astriby. This is Harris. Uh, if y'all don't know Harris, He is in the Discord, um, in the Patreon. He is, I think, 20 or 21 years old from Norway. And he uh, is the moderator for my Discord. Awesome, awesome guy. He um, just won regionals in Norway um, in the Brewers' Cup championship using a Manhattan coffee that I kind of helped a little bit with. And uh, so now for nationals, this, I think, might be the coffee he'll use. We're going to taste it. They sent me uh, half a kilo to test out. So it needs some resting but uh, so far, it's been really nice. I don't know if it's competition worthy because it's not very, it's not, it's not bold enough. With those competitions, you need a punch in your face fruit explosion. This is very floral, very delicate, but maybe it'll open up more with time. So I'm going to brew a cup of that now. I'm going to try not to lack. Let's see. Thanks for your videos and the helpful people in the Discord for getting me an espresso. Heck yeah. I'm so stoked to hear that second part helpful people in the Discord. I love it. Love to see a DRM review versus Labra Hone. Yeah. I'm trying to get one from Hone. They, um, Uh, I'm trying to buy one from them but they've asked that I wait they're making some improvements to it and so they're asking that I wait I would rather do that than the verse lab only because the verse lab has a long history online and has a lot more exposure than home so I'm waiting to buy the uh, the home for very in depth reviews easy presser grinders you helped me find several of my needs oh heck yeah. Uh, overall thoughts on the Mo- momentum grinder. I know you briefly glazed over dual born recent hand grinder vid, just wondering your thoughts. So I did a review of their first prototype of it and it actually broke. I'm not, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Whereas I think, Double grinding is fantastic and really can help. I'm not convinced it will do very well in hand grinding. And the reason is because you're mashing the beans so much more than you are in an electric grinder at a higher RPM. And that's going to cause a lot of damage to the bean whenever you do a lot of mashing. And so breaking that into two stages, I don't think is going to help that much. Um, It's not as clean of cutting going on. So I'm not, I don't think I would ever choose that over something like something else, essentially. Um, Hi from Dublin. What's up? my local specialty coffee is called unfiltered oh sweet that's perfect i thought it was a fun little pun you know because i'm gonna be unfiltered here like cowboy coffee quick question as i know you've tried both how would you compare the cores versus the mazer 83 oh cores are way better got a lug on order and considering the 83 conical i would not add the 83 cones honestly the burrs are so much better at giving you a con a, a traditional conical profile and actually provides i would yeah Bring cup number two right now. Trying out my black and white beans that I've been dressing for weeks now. Going to use air press for a tiny cup. Oh heck yeah! Tiny cup air presses are awesome. Nice to see a robot back there. Is it for your content or do you just like use it, having it? Despite having all the other gear, I love the robot. I think um, I love, as y'all know, uh, I love vintage levers and the fact that this is just an updated Famina baby. I love. Um, I really enjoy using it. It's you know I enjoy being you know okay I got to stop talking I got to do this I do, I do just enjoy using it in general let me get coffee. What am I doing? Water. That's the first thing I need to do. Let me get some water from my zero pitcher. That's in my cold, cold fridge out here. I don't need much. Just making a little cup, little cuppa. My first cup was ruined because Ugo, I'm going to blame Ugo. I always blame Ugo. He was messing with my EK 43 yesterday and put it on a really fine setting. I don't know what for. Um, and I didn't notice that and ground my pour over really finely. And, uh, it was no bueno, but I didn't want to waste it. So I just, I just like sucked it up and drink it. It is, you know, it's just like, it is what it is. All right. So we're going to get this going. Boom. Boom. Yeah, this will be great. This is, I'm excited about this channel. It's going to be a lot more rough. None of that beautiful touch by Ugo, which is beautiful. Obviously I paid the big bucks for that. Um, but, uh, this will be, this will be nice. I, I can, I can be a little, uh. Little more nonchalant. Little more. What am I doing? Dose cup. That's what I'm doing. ADHD. All right. Let's see. You're 22 now. Oh, dagum. Well, you started at 20, I think. Um. Uh. Yes, you just smashed Origin. Uh. Hi guys. What's up, Miha Test? You know, I can do your name if your YouTube thing is your name, or I'm just gonna go with username. So it is what it is. Sass of SSPs for Time War Sculptor. I don't know, but I did say, he has my sculptor. So thanks to all the people making the Discord an awesome place. Agreed. Thank you. That is what I like to see. And uh, the more awesome you are, the better the Discord will be, the more helpful it's going to be to everyone around. Um, and I'm going to be a lot more active. I know I've said this in the past, but now I've essentially, I'm cutting off ties with Instagram for the most part. It just, there was a nostalgia there for me. So to give you a little insight into my journey, there's a lot of nostalgia to Instagram for me. When I started as a barista, I um, I was at a really traditional shop, and latte art is what got me into like to enjoying the job. I didn't even really enjoy the coffee because I was working at a very commercial shop, very um, commodity uh, driven shop. The coffee was super low quality, really dark and not good, and so I always had syrups and stuff. But um, which is absolutely fine to do, by the way. But I did not. My point is, I did not enjoy coffee. Um, I drank it because I had to. Uh, and latte art what got me sucked into the coffee world at large. And a friend of mine, uh, this was back in 2014, I think, or 2015 is when I started my Instagram. It's like, you should start one and post your latte art. I bet you'll get 5,000 followers. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I started that. It took like eight months before I hit a, like 1,000, I think. And then um, then, in a f- the few months after that, I went up to like 20,000, blah, blah, blah. And it kept growing. And so Instagram was kind of a big, a big start for me. Um, I never did brand deals or anything like that. But um, it was getting my name out there, I guess. And that also got me into um, other positions, I guess, because then I was aware due to Instagram being a social media thing. I didn't even have social media. It was very granola. Um, shocker, right? And so, yeah, that got me into a lot of the coffee world. And so there's a nostalgia for me with Instagram. And I guess I was kind of holding that up. Um, but it takes so much time to respond to all the comments and to all the DMs. And uh, it was taking a lot of time away from Discord, and I didn't like that because, um, I mean, I just I didn't like it. So, anyway, I'll be a lot more available now. You you have a question that needs, like, boom, response, tag me. Other than that, I'm going to be just, you know, scrolling through, and if I need to hop in, I'll hop in. But uh, this is going to be – this will be nice. All right, let me get some grinding going on, and I'll get back to the chat. <laughs> I definitely missed the dose cup for like 10% of that grind. That's cool. It's because I'm using this narrow little niche dose cup for DK. Whatever, whatever, however much coffee we have is what I'll brew. All right, so we've got the B60, and then I'll get back to the chat. Let me get this all set up. Let me get this going. All right. Yeah. So tomorrow is when Chris Hendon's paper on essentially RDT comes out. And so I'm going to post a video on uh, the effects of RDT on extraction and on what's, and on the static of coffee. It's going to be a really, 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 really in-depth and interesting video. I think it'll be close to an hour long. I'm not going to lie. But most of it's talking, so you can like listen to it like a podcast and um, it'll be really good. All right. Let me go ahead and get this going and then I'm back to the shot that's uh fancy french for chat probably not actually actually it might no shot is i think i don't even know i don't know what i'm saying all right let me get this going get that nice spin going all right here we go could you make a samo bloom air press recipe oh absolutely discord is fire heck yeah i have a home since 2019 sweet and you like levers it seems should I wet the filters before pour over? Does it actually change the taste? How important is it? I always wet the filter. And the reason is not for preheating or anything like that. In fact, I don't preheat it. Well, I did just then, but it's because my decanter was dirty. I'll preheat it unintentionally when I'm trying to clean a dirty pour over uh, ca- uh, decanter. Um the reason is uh, I like to wet it under the sink to suck that filter onto the brewer to give as little space around the bed as possible. If you go in with a dry one, and then you pour water, it won't settle as well as if you blast it with water from a sink or from like a milk pitcher. You fill with water and do it, it doesn't do that matter. Um, got delayed to earliest t- March 24. Yeah, honestly, I'm not surprised. They had a lot of they had a lot of work they had to do with it from the last prototype I had. Um, there was still a lot of work to do. They're just wanting to make sure. Since they're making so many promises, they're coming out with an absolute banger, and I get that. Um, but it is a bummer for those who backed it and have been waiting and waiting and waiting. Let's see. I'm just doing the. Let's go there. Two forty. Do a little swirl. All right. Now I'm going to speed read these chats and continue on. Let's see, how do I get a job at a cafe that will make my life complete? Oh, incredible, and make your life complete. Um, I don't know if it'll make your life complete, unless it's an awesome cafe with awesome people running it that have a very specific vision that align with yours. But to get a job, honestly, uh, hang around the cafe, Ask questions, show a show a massive interest, and even if they're not hiring, reach out and see what's going on. You know, see what's good. And honestly, I've had a lot of people reach out and say they've gotten jobs without any previous experience because they learned how to froth milk and pull espresso and dial in and talk coffee for my channel. So honestly, you can—I mean, just go for it. You know, um, that's the thing. Is um, Leila Gambari, the past U.S. Barista Champion, just started consulting and was talking about how. People very often just wait for jobs to be open. When in reality, oftentimes cafes might have a little spot they need to fill, so might as well ask. Um, I've never had success with double hand grinding. Yeah, it's it's not very easy. Love everyone can you help teach me how to make, make uh, how much fun coffee can be? Heck yeah, Jack! I love to hear that or read that. I should say, I Literally just made an espresso with a robot. Definitely enjoyable. It is very fun. How are you liking the fish kettle? No more stag for you. Yeah, so I've never liked the stag's pour um, pour spout. I liked the base. And how intuitive it is and how easy it is to use. Um, it was never that accurate and neither is the fish. And that's what I com- came to realize is the fish is more obvious that it doesn't work well, if that makes sense. Like the temperature will kind of hop around or at least the the display will. The fellow will not hop around. But if you toss a thermoprobe in there, it has the same issues as the time more. So I was just like, okay, screw it. I prefer the time more spout more. And even though I don't like the plasticky base as much and how light it feels and, all, and I hate the the slider thing i despise it i prefer the spout so much more that i use it now i did try to see if the kettle would be compatible with the base of the fellow because i prefer the base so much uh but it's not sadly uh, but you know always got to try sometimes weird things happen i don't know um let's see uh-oh uh-oh let's see have you played with the Unitarum Nomad? Any thoughts on it? If so, yeah, I made a video on it about two years ago. I love the Unitarum Nomad. It is, I need to buy another one. I gave it away. No, I think it's in storage in the US. My, uh, the owners of Onyx, I'm really good friends with them. Uh, obviously I work for them, but I'm also, we're also really good friends and they have a um, like a barn on their property and I stored a lot of stuff uh, in their barn um, whenever I was moving to Portugal. So I think my Nomad is in their barn actually. I just need to bring it back on my next trip. Uh, another high from Dublin. What's up? I recently saw on a competition in Mexico and extraction where they used two different types of coffee in the same portafilter, filter, essentially tamping a different coffee over an already Tampa. Yeah. So that's something I actually did with Andrea in the championships a few years ago. That's, um, so it's not super new concept. Um, yeah, so I had Andrea do that with um, a Eugenoides and a Sudan Ramey blend. And so essentially what we did, what I had her do is she would WDT the bottom one, and then we used a force tamper set at a certain depth to get down there uh, and tamp that. And then we put the other one in and kind of leveled it. And I think we just did a surface WDT to not disturb the puck beneath and then tamped again. Um But yeah, the idea is one of them is going to extract more than the other, and so you can tame the bottom coffee with the lower extraction, which the Eugenoides wants a lower extraction. So what we did is we put the Eugenoides on the bottom, tamped it, and then the other one on top. And then essentially what you're doing is you're extracting a majority of the top layer of the puck and less on the bottom. Now, would it taste better if you extracted them separately and dialed them in perfectly? Maybe. But in these competitions, you only have three portafilters really to work with, and you can't uh, combined beverages. So you wouldn't be allowed to extract one, extract another and combine them. So it's a kind of a, a way to get around that, I guess. Um, you also have someone, um, uh, Alika did this as well. After I did it with Andre Alika did it in brewer's cup, stacking two coffees with the same kind of idea. But, um, but then you had Miriam from the UAE this year, she actually created a new brewer she calls binoculars and it's two really thin cones. And she brewed, a coffee in each cone so that they would mix together in the final cup, but but they're brewing separately. So there's a lot of these ideas kind of going around. I'm actually shocked. They allowed that uh, based off rules only because not because I don't think it should be allowed, but because the rules are stupidly strict and they're really myopic when they're interpreting them. But anyway, um, so that's, that's another thing that's kind of going on. It's just kind of mixing two coffees, letting them brew on their own. But um, where is a cup? Here's one. I want that one. Okay actually found the idea from Lance of say on the standout podcast about not using high processes in our highly rated beans. Let them speak on their own. Yeah. The issue is is that's going to get a lot of pushback. I, I, for my personal enjoyment, that is how I would like for it to happen, but the world's not about me. Right. And for a lot of people, for a lot of farmers, it improves their score whenever they can use processes. And so they're going to do that because in the end of the day, um at the end of the day, I just watched Flee Miss in London. So at the end of the day made me think of that song. What is it for? Okay. Um God, now that song's banging in my head. Needs more rest. Um but yeah, so that's a difficult thing to kind of comment on, honestly. Maybe time for another video about water chemicals. There's still not much. On- yeah, I need to do a video on water chemicals. Um, uh, I'm waiting for a specific thesis to be released so I can back up some of the things I want to say. But um, because you have you have you have uh, varying opinions on what happens, and I'm of the belief that cations do not affect extraction. Um, but then you have Hendon's paper of the effect of p- cations in this, uh, coffee extraction. And so you have one scientist on one side using systematics in order to prove something that's highly theoretical. And then on the other end, you have more grounded chemistry, which is saying something isn't happening. But I don't think that thesis has yet been fully peer-reviewed and released. And so I'm, try- I'm kind of waiting on that to come out to do a magnum opus on water for coffee. Big um, props for the cinematography in the main videos. Oh, thank you. Man, I'm way behind on this chat. Sorry about that. What do you think about the DF64 Gen 2? I think I see it in the background. So I, I haven't done much with it to be honest. How is Ugo? Ugo is doing great. He loves working with me. Um, and I love working with him. It's a really great relationship. Um, since it's just us two doing everything, uh, we have uh, we have a good time. So yeah. Um Mia SP on Discord. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Um, been in the Discord for about a month, it's been amazing collaborating. Oh, heck yeah. But messing around with blooming shots on the Flare 58, what is an ideal drawdown time after the initial 30 second bloom? It depends, coffee to coffee. It's very different. When you get in the Argos, I'm waiting for it. Um, just waiting for it. Bottomless Shiver from Sworks. I have one of those. I should have brewed with that, honestly. That would have been fun. Uh, you still have HUs in the Zerno? No, I have the MPs in the Zerno right now. Any thoughts on the upcoming Oreo V4? Also, have you ever tried using folded trapezoidal filters in the V3? Yeah, I made a video on how to fold trapezoidal filters back in 2020 or 2021. Um, On Instagram, I believe. So essentially, all you got to do is... All you got to do is have some fun. I got a feeling I'm not the only one. Well, first you're supposed to fold the bottom. Sorry. Fold the bottom. And then you kind of fold down the side like so. Bang. And then fold the opposite way on the other side. Bang. Then you put your hand inside. And you fold a little pleat right here. Bang, they go over here. You fold a little pleat right here. Bang, and bang. And there essentially you have your Aurea shape. Then you're gonna take the Orea, which is right here. We could either do the V4 if we want, or we take the V3, boom, shove it in. You make sure it's fitted against the walls refold it if you need to because it's hard to kind of eyeball it perfectly but you need the initial folds in there for an idea and then we'll go run it under the sink to really make sure it's flat against the wall but essentially there you go trapezoidal and anoria perfection actually just to show off the perfection that is we'll just fill that with water let it shove onto the side boom Boom. Now it's dripping everywhere. We'll put it on the decanter. And now let me wipe this because I don't want to lean in water. Nice. All right. I thought he used MPV2 in the Zerno. That's what I have in there now, yeah. Which V60 filters do you like the best? The best? Probably Sybris, but they're ridiculously expensive, so I stopped Cafe Medium Dark. Every now and then I'll use Cybris, but for the most part, it's Cafe medium dark. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering then. Um, I did have HUs in it. No, you're not misremembering. I did have HUs in it. Lance Cast. Yeah. He's a big clarity guy. It's true. Great. I can cheat on the answer for the giveaway. Oh, LOL. Are you getting Lagome 01 for review? Yes, I am. Just got my few weeks ago with the 102 in the cups and more I've been amazing. I do make sure I'm not clicking the knocker for pour over like the 078. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Thoughts on dechapping for pour over? It's actually added seven to my, which is really messy. I don't know if it's adding much. So, for some, I do, and for some, I don't. If there's a lot of chaff, I definitely do, and you will taste a difference. Or um, uh, and, uh, and 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 you know, if you have enough coffee of uh, a really chaffy one to spare, brew two side by side, and you'll see a big difference. Um, getting a job at a cafe. How I got a job was hanging on the cafe, talking to the coffee boss, and other braces And after a while, send to an open job applications. Good, good, yeah, good approach. Exactly. Uh, thanks, SA. Do you have knowledge or experience about the ECG Forza 8000 kettle? I do not. Ever revisit the Kono? Got one a week ago. I'm getting really nice low dose brews with it. Yeah, the Kono's great. I have like four or five of them. Um, the thing is, is um, I've been really into this coarse grounds, super high clarity type brewing lately, where I'm hitting like 19% extraction um, with really clean coffees, and it's been kind of addicting. Kono is if I'm you know jonesing for some more uh, body, um, which sounds weird, right? But it, it's more body than the V60 for sure, but. And more extraction, so I could go coarser theoretically with it, um, and slow the drawdown, um, over a V60, but which I might actually do that actually sounds nice for the coffee I'm drinking now. Um, so I use the commit canal hummingbird, yes, I'm getting tons of ad for it. Is it worth it? I'm looking for a new bottomless, so I do really like it. Where are you, you little? There you are. Okay, so it's right here. I do really like it. Um, it's very, very light. It's 120 or so grams. Very, very light. Their idea, though, was to make this for baristas because people often get, like, the reason they made the KB90 is it's very common for baristas to get arthritis and different pains in their joints from locking in those heavy portafilters. And, like, um, let's just take this the Sinesso uh, uh, stock portafilter, which is very common in weight to a uh, commercial portafilter. Um, it's 572 grams. This one is a fifth of the weight. Okay. So the the canal is very light. And they actually added this really nice um, these little pieces of, I don't know what the what the material is, but these little ear um extenders below the ears. And so what that does is if um they made the ears a little more shallow so they can fit more machines. But if you're putting it in one and it's too loose, you can add the thickness underneath with these replacement ears so that it fits in most any machine just by adding depth um, on the ears, which I think is a really nice thing. Because honestly, even if it's not as long, like for instance, the Senesso one has much longer flaps than the canal, but you can make up for that difference by adding some oomph underneath, right? It doesn't need to be the same uh, width. So their, their idea is going for smaller here and then you can add depth in order to make the seal tighter. Cause all you're trying to do is make a seal from the top of the basket to the gasket itself. So basket to gasket, good to go. And they make it flat, which I'm obsessed with just like the unifilter. I love that, I love flat, give me flat. Seems like a full-featured gooseneck kettle for 65 euros. I need to check it out. You need to get the deep 27 It's ridiculous. You you like it? It looks kind of sus to me. Sure, folks, I'm being service-oriented. Exactly. Um, What's good, Dr. Burrs? What's up, Jake? Adam, what's the dirty delete about? Message retracted? What's that dirty delete? We don't do dirty deletes. Um, Mr. Burrman, what brewer would you use for 10-gram doses? Either an AeroPress or... uh, Honestly, you can do something like... um, um, you could do an like an Ori or something, but uh or even a V60, just be really I would do a V601 for the little more narrow exit and just be gentle on the fours or Kono or something. Uh always when you break out in Les Mis. I love LeMiz. Uh, yeah, I saw it finally live for the first time. First time ever. I was in London. Well, I was up north of London, but I trained down to London just to go see Le I bought the ticket last minute and it was hellishly expensive. It was redonkulous. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm doing it and I don't care. I'm doing it. And so I did it. And the performance by Jean Valjean was illuminating and brilliant, masterful, beautiful. It was perfection. Um oh, it was great. It was great. I was a little let down by the performances of Eponine and um uh Cosette. But you know, Javert was good and made up for it. Uh Jean Valjean though was like next level. I'm serious, he was redonk. Um, have you tried The Rock Grinder? I have not, James. I think it doesn't get loved since it's a direct buy only. Yeah, I've not tried it. If you haven't seen Frozen yet, it's probably the best show I've seen at the West End. I've not seen it. Um, I've not. Um, I always thought you're based in the US, but Scott mentioned you live in Portugal, so I am American, but I live in Portugal as of a year and a half ago. So when I started YouTube, I was in the US. Travis, a little question. I love that. show. Crow song, Perfection. I'll oh, love it. <laughs> Kona only works for some copies of my experience. V6 is more universal. I would agree with that. Birds not expensive and they are fun to experiment with. True. The delete was the frozen comment, but I added an emoji which wiped the entire message. Oh, gotcha. I really want a low-dose friendly Pulsar. It, uh, you know what a low-dose friendly Pulsar is? An AeroPress. So all you do with the AeroPress is you put on um, the lid with the filter on the bottom, do a 10 gram dose in it, and then use a mellow drip or another AeroPress lid to pour through so it sprinkles over the base. Granted, it's not like a Pulsar where you can hold the liquid, but I guess you kind of could if you put the plunger in just barely and it'll create a vacuum so it won't drip through. And then you have effectively a Pulsar. Um, So yeah, you could try that. I have a decent 10 gram basket. That works great. Straight sides. Oh, very cool. Oh, nice. I kind of want a 10 gram basket. That sounds dope. All right. I think I've caught up. I think I've caught up. You could do the same thing with the Prismo. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But then you have to, the thing with the Prismo is you have to push. Um, in order to well, so the way that Jonathan actually came up with his idea, which me and him came up with the same idea independently at the same time, he came up uh, with the Prismo and paperclip was when I came up with the switchelip. Um, so his thing was he would use the Prismo as the blockade, so he could keep the water in there without it releasing, and then he would took a paperclip. He would take a paperclip and he would open up the valve of the Prismo to let it go out without using pressure. Um, in the same way I found that I could shove a switch base on the trickle it and with the ball there, it would create a vacuum effect to where the water couldn't go below the bed. And whenever you released it, it would obviously, but, um, so yeah, you could do it with Prismo. Have you tried the Ramsay grinder? Oh, the, the Aramis, Aramis grinder yet? Sorry, this is already answered as i zoned now the Aramis. I don't, I don't know what that is. Are there many paper options for the pulsar? Not really. Balance, how will I feel my buying addiction if I choose stuff I already have? That's fair. Any airpress recipes coming? Yeah, I need I'm trying to get a clear airpress. Uh, I just need to buy one. When I say trying, that just means I thought about it a lot and I need to buy one because I don't want to do a video until I have the clear because I think it'll be more visual, obviously, visually, you know, compelling. Looks like you are not as enthusiastic about Xero as other YouTube people and people in community thoughts. Me? I feel like I was the original enthusiast of the Zerno. I feel like I started the Zerno uh, enthusiasm. My video on the Zerno was very complimentary, and um, I'm the one that put um, Vel into EAF. So I, I feel like, uh, why do you think I, I'm not enthusiastic about it? I'm, that's a I'm genuinely curious. I, I really I love the Zerno. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Burman, thoughts on the 64 um, SSP brews, MVP one. That is the one pair of SSP burrs I've never got my hands on. And the thing is, is Hansung will send me burrs because I've inadvertently sold loads of SSP burrs. And he's not sent me the brew burrs. And I've asked for them many times. And he just hasn't sent them. So I can't speak on them. Any particular reason you went to Porto, if that isn't a private question? No, it's fine. Um, There were a load of reasons we chose Portugal. And then Porto is because I needed a big city for big city amenities. So it was either Lisbon or Porto. Lisbon's way too crowded, way too much going on there. Uh, and the weather is awful. I don't like the weather down there. Weather up here is phenomenal. Gosh, I still need a bottomless. Filter, dimmer mod, and PID. I can only budget one. Which should come first? Um, Demmermod. Uh or PID. Well, do you, you look into the Gajwino project? Cause you can buy if you're handy, you can buy all the parts on AliExpress for like under 50 bucks, and then you can have PID built in scale, uh, um, flow control. You'll have a, a screen on it, etc. I think he's pretty enthusiastic. Yes, I am. Um so yeah, with my DF64 and SSP Caspers, there'll be like one bean that doesn't get caught in burrs and just spins around. Is that normal? Or should I try and realign? No, that's that's gonna happen. That's just the popcorning thing. What I would recommend is just stopping, let the beans settle and then starting again and let it get caught in the teeth. Um, I think JMPR203 was talking about the MX cool Aris. Oh yes. That Aramse reviewed last week. Have you tried? Yes, I have one somewhere. on the shelf right there. Um, and I decided not to review it because I was not impressed. In fact, I was very shocked that Aramse said it was a low retention grinder. And um, he sent me videos to show that it was low retention and his truly is, mine is not. Um, and apparently he had a unit before the one he reviewed and he sent it back so it was stalling. Mine has stalled a couple of times. Um, the retention is horrendous. The knocker or the dosing cup is the worst thing ever and ruins the whole experience. The plastic body is pretty bad and I hate the base with that big gap in it. So I'm not going to review it because it's not hyped enough. My my whole rule, I have two rules on reviewing products uh, negatively. One is the the product has to be super hyped for me to review it if I have negative thoughts about it. And the second is the company, the, or the second would be the company has to be lying in marketing, which MX is not lying in marketing. And I don't think it's very hyped. So Whoops, not our arm is the next cool. Yeah, okay, exactly. Does anyone know anything about the DeLonghi EC702 and modding for it? No, I don't know. Um, well, mostly people say it's the best thing since sliced bread. And while you just said it's a bit better than the RC400, I saw people saying it rivals EK, for example. It does not rival EK, it simply doesn't. So I'm going to go on a rant. Are y'all ready for a rant? I need at least two people to say yes. And I will send the Aries to Patreon. Rant away. Done. Okay. Now I need all of your ears to be turned on for this because I'm about to make a case as to why the Ek43 is still the best grinder on the market. Okay. Even with all of its alignment issues, etc., out of the box, it is. Uh, it has the most potential of any grinder on the market, and here's why. So whenever you are grinding coffee, there's a lot of things, and I hate. I hate that. I'm hate. That I'm about to say this because it also. It also makes an argument for bigger is better. And I hate that argument because I've pushed against it for so long, but sadly, physically, objectively, bigger is going to have the higher potential. Yes, smaller could be better than some bigger, but bigger on paper, bigger is better, period. Um, and here's why when you're grinding coffee, The coffee is being shot in. So if let's say you have horizontal burrs. The beans are being fed right in the center, and then centrifugal force is going to push them out to the edges. Those pre-breakers on the burrs are insanely, insanely efficient, right? So at first, those beans are going into these big gaps between those two burrs. And as you see, the burrs slope down, so it's a big gap for the beans to enter. And they are all pre-broken. In an instant, like boom, 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 they're pre-broken. And then what happens? They're being pushed through the birds to the teeny tiny little finishing teeth, which have a tiny one millimeter or so, less than one millimeter aperture. And so they're getting clogged in those end areas. And so the burrs, the, the grounds are just sitting there being rubbed and rubbed and rubbed and rubbed until they're spit out. And so there's a very, there's only a certain speed at which they can be shot out based on that centrifugal force. So those beans are being rubbed and rubbed and rubbed and they are creating heat damage on the beans, which will greatly affect the taste. Not just that, but they're going to grind at a different and different um, 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 grind size based off of the speed of the throughput of of the grounds. So when you have horizontally set burrs, They go in, they go out. There's no feed rate, essentially. You're putting them on at once. And so it's trying, they're trying to make their way out of the burrs as quickly as possible, but there's some some traffic, okay? And there's no shortcuts. There's no fast lane. You can't get around it. You're just stuck and you're going to keep going around in the finishing teeth until you finally find your way out. So it's going to cause a lot of heat at the point of fracture. It's going to cause a lot of heat due to tribo electrification, due to the sense of rubbing at each other, and it's going to cause heat damage. Now you can vertically mount the burrs, which is great, but unless you have something to f- the, to meet the feed into the burrs, you're going to have a similar problem. So when you have something like the Titus, which has auger to feed it, you're going to get similar issues. The best thing you can do is have something like an auger that is going to slowly feed the beans in. And yes, the EK is still quickly feeding them, but it's at a certain rate. Whether it's filter or espresso, it's feeding at the same exact rate because it's spinning at a constant 1760. And that auger is cutting the beans up. It's not doing it as efficiently as the Zerno, but it is cutting those beans up. So, you have pre-cut beans, and then you have a massive 98 millimeter burr with big finishing teeth so that the throughput is as efficient as possible. There is no other 98 millimeter burr on the market, to my knowledge, with as big of an auger as the EK43 to pre-break the beans and to allow for an efficient throughput. You have the Titus, no auger. You have the P100, it's horizontal. You have the uh, the 102, it's horizontal. You have the Kofitek Monolith, no auger. You have the EG1, no auger. You have... All All these coffees are all these grinders that have no augers. And so an auger is very important to act as this pre-breaker. Yes, you have the bentwood. Yes, you have the Zerno that both have pre-breakers. The auger's acting as pre-breakers, but then they go to a 64 or a 63 millimeter burr. And then the other issue on top of that is those burr geometries are just regular burr geometries on the bentwood and on the Zerno. They're just using normal burr geometries. That's a mistake because think about it. With the Zerno, when it's going through, you don't need as big a pre-breakers anymore. You don't need as much of a gap because you already have cut the bean's down. So that's like a moot point. It's cutting some, but it's not cutting as much. The efficiency has gone through the butt. All right? So essentially they should be making burrs that are almost all finishing teeth to get the throughput as efficient as possible with as little rubbing as possible so that boom, 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 they're cut, they're exited and you're on to the next bean. This will greatly reduce the heat effect of coffee and it will improve the throughput which is the number one thing you want in a grinder is an efficient, efficient throughput. So this can actually, you can improve any grinder you have and I was very excited when I learned about this through data I cannot um, expose right now because I'm working on a secret project. but um, I was right, essentially, uh, because I said the EK was um, made better tasting coffee than the P100. And a lot of that was based off of the finish of the P100 in relation and the flavor separation I could get and the aromo- ar- aromatics I could get that I could not on the P100. And the reasoning behind that is a lot of it is heat damage due to the, uh, I said regrinding, but in reality, it's just longer contact time with the burrs and the, the, the pileup that's going on. So. Um, whereas the EK and the P100 might grind at the same grind speed, like it comes out and you're like, well, it's the same thing. The thing is, is the EK it's cutting the whole time. It's cutting. Whereas the P100, they are being shot in and then they're spending more time of that five second grind or whatever it is in the finishing teeth. The EK, it starts cutting early and then it has to exit. So it's a longer path to travel in that same time frame. But anyway, the the other thing that i was excited to to figure out is the number one way to fix your issue with the heating even if you have a df64 or a zerno or anything the best way to fix the issue is to slow feed the dose okay that's going to negate a lot of the issues you're not going to fix them all Especially if it's horizontally mounted, but you will negate a lot of the issues. And that's why, for instance, in my Weber video, I said I wasn't that worried about the potential of stalling because I I found objectively, well, I say objectively, I found anecdotally in my experience, bruise tasted 100 times better when I was slow feeding the EG1. And so I always slow feed the EG1 and I get incredible bruise from it. And so uh whenever you are using your grinder, even if it's a little annoying, slow feeding, I promise, will taste better. And you do the other thing is is in this paper that I'm presenting tomorrow in a video by Hendon, they actually used high speed um videography and, and photography on the exit of uh, the, the exit of grounds from grinders. And they noticed without without question, on all grinders, the first grounds coming out are much coarser and more uniform than the rest. Of the grinder, which makes sense, right? The initial throughput is incredibly efficient and incredibly fast because there's nothing in the original beans' way. But as the beans continue to be ground, then there is more and more pushback, so you get back pressure into the burrs themselves, causing regrinding. I say regrinding more contact time, which causes finer grinds to come out of the burrs. So the slower you will feed it, the more there, is, uh, the less there is for beans to back up. The more efficient your grind will be, the more uniform it will be, but also the coarser it will be. So if you dial in a coffee, you dump all the beans in at once and that's how you dial it in. Then you decide, okay, I'm going to slow feed. You'll have a faster shot. And that's because the particle peak will have shifted to more coarsely, but you'll also have a more uniform grime with less heat damage. Rant over. Okay. Let's see. But the Zerno is great. It's better than the other 64 millimeters, no question. I I even said, and and this is something that is not good to do because I've not owned a P64, but on my limited use of one, I said the Xerno is better. It's the best 64 millimeter. Uh, Have you tried Nine Barista? Sadly, no, I have it. Uh, It's like I'm Michael Scott right now, where that woman asks if he's read read a certain book on self-help or something. And he goes, read it. I own it. Uh, That's what I'm doing right now with the Nine Barista. Use it. I own it. Stupid um so it was a smart dedicas but no idea where to start other guys we know kind of want to modify my dad in a similar fashion do you have any resources i've missed not for smart dedicas no please send aries to patreon yes i will i know hoffman did a bit about it but I ever thought about doing a discussion then for 3d printer copy, tools or mods definitely y'all love my rants i love that y'all love it we literally all give you money to hear you rant of course my rants i love it um Just need to put $100 away every month for the EK fund. Hope you shared this with Vel. Maybe someday they'll make their own burn. That's great insight. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if I've shared it with Vel or not. I've definitely said this publicly a few times, even in the past before I had more data to actually back up what I'm saying. And again, it's data I cannot release because it's not mine, um, which I'm very frustrated by. And you better believe, y'all better believe I've been an absolute B-I-T-C-H to the person who has it um, to allow me to release it. They just think it's funny how desperate I am to get my hands on it because it's data I could not acquire myself. Uh, it's using some nanotechnology that I just don't have access to. But um, boy, I would love to release that data. Another thing is um, you, could, you could probably um, recreate the slow feeder that the niche zero has into other grinders. Like I have a friend who did it to his PK 100, 98 millimeter horizontally burr, horizontal burr. And the bruise went from night to day, night to day difference because of the slow feeder. So whenever you can slowly feed beans, the everything else matters less. They still matter, but they matter less. Slowly feeding is such a big game changer, Uh, but it's not, it's not, that's not practical in a cafe. Obviously you need a hopper. So there needs to be another fix, which hopefully I'm working on, but it is what it is. Um, hope you shared it. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised I'm not really okay. Thanks so much, Lance. Uh, 80 millimeter one next year, it is then. Yeah, 80 millimeter will be better, but I'm looking for like 120, 150 or just a new grinder tech. At oh. all, so excited for the new hidden papers. Yeah, so the new hidden paper, there's actually, well, don't tell anyone. Um, well, I guess I can't say anything because this video will be public at some point, but um. Yeah. So, um, the hidden paper tomorrow, as of this video, it'll come out tomorrow. It is on, um, here, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little sneak peek. It's right here. I've just completely messed it all up. I've read it a million times. I've had calls with Hinden and I've tested and put to the test a lot of his theories in here, but it's called moisture controlled triboelectrification electrification during coffee grinding. Um, abstract here's the abstract Granular materials accumulate surface charges through turbo electrification and fractal electrification. These processes occur during grinding. Blah, 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 blah. You can wait till tomorrow for my video. because <laughs> I go through all of them. Don't worry about it. Um, does slow feeding help if you have a pre-breaking auger? Yes, it still does help. Because the thing is, and I've talked to some people that have actually been pretty convincing that a pre-breaking auger is not ideal. In fact, it's a, it would be better to just do an auger like the EK has. A pre-breaking auger uses so much of the power from the motor that it can suffer at the burrs, and it can potentially generate a little too much heat early on. So you want a more meted breaking of the beans that is not as aggressive early on because an auger will still break them. It doesn't have to be so tightly fitting to the chamber. Um, so yeah, um, I, I, I still would say slow feeding will still help like slow feeding an EK, even with an auger helps a lot, like a lot, a lot, uh, with the heat. Um, and it's the most efficient as regards heat there is, but anyway, uh, does slow feed concept apply to other grinders? Yes. It applies to everything, regardless of your grinder, slow feeding, it will improve it greatly. Someone needs to make a silly hopper that automatically slow feeds for you. I, there probably are those. I think Discord is beeping at me. Um, I don't know how to disable that without disabling all sound. Actually, I can just put my computer on mute because um, I'm using a speaker and I don't need to hear stuff because I'm reading. Uh, very epic grant. I give it an 8.6. 8.6. 8. What is this? Amateur hour? That was a 10, 11, even on some scales. Jesus. Uh, do you think higher rpm could cause less fines um I definitely don't think it's causing more fines um could it cause less fines depending on the grinder sure because throughput right so on like a um on a but it cannot, it could cause more heat potentially but it's not it's not causing more fines there's no proof of that uh but people could be could genuinely be tasting a difference because of heat so uh, well, thank you for the rant. It was great. Thank you. 2000 millimeter burst win. LOL. What do you love? That would be so much torque in that motor. It'd be an insane motor. What do you love about the Ditting 64? How does it differ from the 64 SSP offerings? The Ditting 64 just gives a more, um, it sits in between a cast and the HU 64 from SSP. So if you've tried both of those, that gives you a kind of a good idea. Um, I already know there's multiple papers. He's given the decent community some sneak peeks. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay, good. Uh, sorry, how does the ditting differ from us? SS- oh, I already answered that. Um, uh, any thoughts on how to mod the EasyPress OK series to a stepless from current 22 microns of adjustment? Actually, no, I've not ever tried that because the 22 microns is actually pretty granular. So a lot of people g- get confused. They hear Commandante's 30 microns per click and they're like, oh, 22, the 30 is awful. 22 is not good. The 22 microns is referring to burr movement, not gap, okay? Not gap aperture. So 22 microns on the Easy Presso is even more granular than the 15 micron red clicks on the Commandante, right? So 22 microns of burr movement is like it's like 14 or 13 microns of burr gap. Okay, so you're already more granular than red clicks at 22 microns. So like on the J Max, when it's 8, 8.0 now on the J Ultra, 8 micron burr movement per click, that's absurd. That's absurd. That's so fine. That's essentially stepless. Like, you're not going to need in between those steps. <coughs> Can't wait for the bigger bill of a grinder that uses laser beams so we can... <laughs> that's funny. How does slow feeding compare to hopper feeding and particle distribution? Is this known? Um, Yeah, it's going to be way different, of course. I mean, it won't be as different. uh, No, it's still going to be different. It is very different, period, uh, on particle distributions. Yes, like very, 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 very different. I can't uh, describe that enough because when you're hopper fed, you have a force going through and those beans are being shoved in and essentially they're caking up in the final teeth before they're being ejected. Now, all this is happening super quickly, but obviously... A lot goes on in a burr super quickly. So just because it's happening super cl- quickly doesn't nullify its existence. So whenever you have, and you can try this, take your commercial grinder and do a hopper grind, uh, uh, dial it in with the hopper on 20 gram dose, then take it all off and and, and slow feed. I guess that's going to be hard because you still would need some sort of back pressure for it to be even close at all. Uh, and when you slow feed, you're going to have popcorn. Obviously that's going to be different, but, um, I'm trying to think of a good way to kind of demonstrate this. The difference is so vast though. Um, like you can even tell, for instance, I'm running a cafe Petro. I know that you know when the hopper is less full and there's less weight pushing on the beans, the grind changes. You need a constant force in order to maintain the same grind. Obviously that means the particle distribution is changing. It is. The peak is either shifting or there's um, more fines being produced or something is happening. And you know this, you know this. So obviously slow feeding is going to be an even more extreme than that. Not only do you not have that pressure pushing down, but you're slowly feeding beans through to allow them to get in and out, in and out without being held up by back pressure. What about messing with RPM? What's the ratio between feed rate and RPM? So, RPM, this is a difficult thing. Of course, for the least amount of heat, a lower RPM would be ideal. But because of the feeding, it's not ideal currently. A little higher RPM would actually be a little bit better. So right now... That's why the EK, even at 1760 RPM, is going to give you a lot less heat damage than the Coffetech monolith at 250 RPM. That's just how it is. When you're feeding that slowly, it's going to take you two, three minutes to grind fully at 250 rpm with slow feeding in order to get it all out um in a in a m- 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 manageable way. So it's uh yeah, it's they they're related. There's just a lot more to be done in that area right now. Um Uh, I mean, right now, just the EK is giving me least heat damage. uh, Is giving me the best coffees um, and has the best particle distribution. It's just simple as that. Push for a revisit to the filter basket video again. Yeah, I might. The thing is, is we have, since then, we have discovered so many other things that are contributing to the lowering of extraction. Honestly, something I have come to believe recently, and you're going to hear it here first, is that um, I think, I think, and there is a basket that does this, by the way, that has both edge extraction and what I'm about to name. But I think if you give me either like the Posado high extraction basket that has the holes to the edges or something like a VST, but the base is so solid that it will never bend, I would prefer the VST with no bend. Now, let me explain why. Whenever you're extracting, even on the Weber, the base bends on every basket I've ever seen the base bends and Wafo even like proudly uh, embraces this. But actually, I think that is arguably much worse to the extraction than not having edge holes. So the Swartz does not bend, at least not visually. Um, I've not been able to tell. And so I have it here somewhere. I don't know. It's in that basket of, bucket of baskets, but you are having bending and guess what? Think about this very, very just logically. Whenever it bends down, that means the bottom of the puck is definitely cracking. Now you could try to say, well, it's stretching. Okay, fine, it's stretching. The bottom is stretching, but that, ooh, so my hearts. How did I just get hearts? I don't even know what that means, but whoever gave me hearts, I heart you. So when the bottom goes like this, oh my God, it happened again. Am Am I doing that myself? It like happened right where my fingers were. I don't know what's happening. My brain's being blown up. All right, anyway, you have the puck, and it happened again. (laughs) What the heck? Anyway, the puck is here, and it bends because that basket bends, right? So the bottom part of it is going to be less dense than the top, which is going to promote hella channeling in the middle. But guess what? You'll never see that channeling. You know why? Because that's where the stream is, okay? So anytime you see that bending, you are getting a magnitude of cracking that is uh, actually calculable. Uh, and in fact, a friend of mine was going to sit and calculate it for me because I was, um, uh, we were just arguing back and forth about some different things. Uh, and I probably, I, he may have calculated it. I need to just ask him for the calculation, but anyway, yes. So I think it's probably more important to get rid of that middle crack, which is going to happen every single time you eat espresso because the pressure it's under, even at four bar, you're going to get that little crack. Uh, it's causing that lower density in the bottom part of the puck. But yeah, uh, so I think probably the most important thing is to make sure the bottom of the basket is flat and it ain't going to bend under pressure. And that's honestly probably why as you get to smaller and smaller baskets, the bases are stronger and stronger because of smaller diameter and you're probably getting more even extractions uh, because of that. On my scale, the Rant weighed probably 273.9 grams. I'll take that because that's over, that's like a one to 18 ratio for my normal dose. And that's like high extraction. Thank you for the Samo Bloom. I've been getting excellent results in my Chido Hoop. Heck yeah. Slow feeder for the DF64 from me Coffee. I wonder if it works in the the Gen 2 and the DF83 as far as bolt size. Probably. I do like these streams much more than the IG Lives. Yeah, I I, I prefer doing them here. I don't have to like hold my phone. Doesn't go silly fast. Yeah, it will still going fast, but yeah. Unibasket good for pushing florals. Yeah, I mean, you can get good florals from a normal basket too with a paper filter on the bottom. Um, and in fact, here's the thing: another mini rant, I guess. But I showed this in my Ericano video. A bottom paper filter. The, one of the reasons to get the high extraction baskets is so you don't have to use the bottom paper filter, uh, based off extraction alone. But the reality is, a bottom paper filter is going to remove so many of the microfines; it's silly. And the way that I demonstrated it is, I pulled two shots for the Ericano, and after you make the espresso for the Ericano, you pour it through a V60 paper filter. When I put one with a bottom paper filter, extracted it, put one without the bottom paper filter, extracted it, poured those through V60 filters, the one with the bottom paper filter, drained through in like 10 seconds. The other one clogged and took like three minutes to drain. And that's because the, uh, the microparticles are getting through the holes on the basket, duh. I mean, the, the puck is an incredible filtration unit, but those microparticles still can get through due to fines, migration, et cetera, et cetera. And those get through and they're going to clog the V60 so that you can't let water exit because they're so fine. Normally in a pour over, you don't have that happening. And that's because they get caught in the bed of coffee, but no longer do you have your bed as a filter. You're now just pouring liquid with particles in it. And so immediately they go and clog the holes in the filter. So a bottom paper filter is still going to improve your cup if you're looking for florals because it's going to take away those particulates from obfuscating your palate. Um, sorry, different topic, but do you have a reasonable priced espresso scale you can recommend? My current one is not responsive enough with small increments. Yeah, I mean, you can do, look for jewelry scales. That's what I recommend. The thing is, is they have a low, 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 low limit. So don't try to weigh pour overs on it. But if you're just putting an espresso cup and espresso on it uh, or a dose cup and coffee, it'll do more than fine. And they'll typically go to 100. So you can get them for less than 20 bucks. It's like a jewelry scale. Plus one for a scale. Yeah. Um, Or you can do something like the Wakako, or you can get something like the Time or Nano or something. But yeah, I would say that. Um... Back to the office to make a pour between cases that works. So Ellis is live. Glad I hopped on. Just missed the rant. Looking forward to watching it later. Thanks, Lance, for all the content. Thank you, Chris. Uh, that gap versus movement for easy press makes so much sense. I thought I was crazy because the steps on my Q2 feel tiny. What? So many Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is um, Commandante sadly started the whole conversation on microns per click, and they started it with the worst possible measurement. Measuring burr gap is an impossibility because you, you like it's going to be a little different on both sides. So you might say 30, but one side might be 22, one side might be 40. And so that's an impossibility. And more objective measurement is burr movement, which I think Orphan Espresso was the first to kind of pioneer, but other people took it on. Since you have access to so many grinders and what Sar Scott said in the cupping video, is there a possibility that we could see a grinder setting translator? One click on EK 43 is six clicks on XYZ. So yeah, that would be a really time consuming thing. And maybe in the future, if I can ever get Hoffman's level, I would hire someone to just do that because that would take so much time for me to do. It's kind of silly because you would also need access to a particle analyzer just to be sure. But um, maybe I can just convince Hoffman to do it. He has a, he doesn't have a ton of grinders, but he's got i I'd say he has like 15 though, or 20. Uh, and so he could probably get one of his researchers, like, cause he now has a full-time person to just run tests for him. Um, so maybe he could have that person do it and he owns an imaging unit. So uh, maybe go push him on it. But uh, yeah, he knows it's us. It's us. I don't know what that is about. No, it's just functioning YouTube streams. Oh, okay. Yeah. What can we do for this? That is not resulting in getting a $200 basket. Uh, uh, that's the issue is to, to not have the bend in the bottom. It's impossible right now. It's just, it just is. The only one I know of is Swerks. And then I know he made a titanium basket for like 400 bucks. And I guarantee you that is never going to bend even in an atomic war. So those are the only ones I know that don't bend. Or you could do a Cremina and get the Weber basket for like 60 bucks. And then... That, ain't, well, well, that probably won't bend. The Weber 58 bends, but at 54, because the diameter is much smaller, it's more structurally sound, it may not bend at all. But, uh, yeah, you can just go smaller and smaller baskets, and the bending going to be less intense. Ayo, um, hey, just pull my best shot in my GCP so far. Let's go! Uh, even extraction equals Dedica Flare best pro machines. Oh, hey, I'm not going to argue. That's great. Fish cuddle is the weird swipe thing. Can it just be pressed and held down? no it cannot no you have to slide it how do you feel about normcore products i feel they are a giant budget option the great budget so yeah they are they just none of their ideas are original and that's kind of irksome i am happy that they're making things at a more budget price but it's like come on every now and then do something original as opposed to taking ideas from people that are spending tons of money on R and D and then just making it cheaper and profiting off of it. That's a frustrating thing for me. And they may have some original stuff that I've missed, but it seems like the things everyone uses are just reiterations of more expensive products. But again, I need those in the market, but there's like, uh, I don't know. There's also just that part of me. That's like, Oh, you have people doing all this R and D and then they just see the final product. And one of the things that is frustrating me is a lot of people have been asking me about the cuckoo maker, Right? Anyone know about that? The centrifugal brewer. What's frustrating about that is that is a complete and blatant ripoff to something that's been patented for two years. So, uh, the, there's a centrifugal force. My friend actually made someone I'm doing something with. He made over like four years ago or something. He finally patented it two years ago, and the cuckoo um, uh, literally found the patent and copied everything in the patent. When they show their pump, it is identical to this patent's pump, which is the first pump of its kind ever. That's why they patented it. And there's no way someone else is gonna independently, eight months after the patent is filed, create the same exact identical original pump. And so they essentially just took all of this and they made a really expensive centrifugal brewer because these people have not released theirs yet because they're trying to make it like hundred or 200 bucks. Whereas Cuckoo saw of it, they saw how expensive it is to make and instead of spending time trying to make it cheaper, they made a luxury one for 2000 bucks and they're rushing it to market in order to beat the people who actually patented it. But because Cuckoo's in China, they're they're not going to be able, there's no way to really pursue IP infringement. So I'm a little, I get a little annoyed by stuff like that because this is also a friend who it's happening to and he's the one who created the, the technology and it is identically, if you look at the breakdown of what the cuckoo is, it is page by page their patent, which is really frustrating. Um... The hearts are a Mac thing. They have stuff for other hand gestures, too, like thumbs up. There's one you can do. Oh, that's cool. Timer's great. Clarity pour over EK43 or ZP6? EK43 with brew if aligned, is like the most clear you could ever achieve in your lifetime. It's not even close. ZP6 does something. It is not even close. Can you take AP filters for a bottom of the puck? You can. Awesome. Thank you for the jewelry scale recommendation. Never thought of that. Yeah, it's a good one. If within 3 to 5k range for express machines, ECM a good choice. It is a good choice. It probably wouldn't be my choice, but it's a good choice. Have you ever used the LMLM with the EMP mod? Um, okay. Yes, um, I've not used it enough to have robust thoughts, but really modding an LMLM, you can't go wrong unless you mod it pro- improperly. You can swap between them to compare. I don't know, swap between what? What's the reasoning behind vertical burr grinders? Vertical burr. So it gets a, it's a faster throughput. You don't have as much waiting in the chamber. And also, usually, if it's vertically mounted, that means there is no chamber where the grounds have to kind of swap around, right? So essentially, what I'm saying is, when you have the EK, if you were to look through the chute that is where the grounds are exiting, that's where the burrs are. Same with the Zerno. If you take off the chute, the burrs are exiting directly, sorry, the grounds are exiting directly from the burrs into your cup. There's no faffing around in the chamber, all right? So uh, when it's horizontally mounted, they sit there and they accumulate and there are little sweepers to shoot them out. As they're rubbing around the edges, it's causing static issues and heat issues that are not necessary. You want them exited as quickly as possible. Um, the more static buildup you're going to find out from the hidden paper tomorrow, the more potential aggregates are going to be formed. The more aggregates, the less homogenous your extraction. Uh, Sorry, a bit of a thing for me. I don't know what that's about. Sorry, The CEO channel interviews is pretty good. What? Oh, nice. With that being said about Norbo, do you have a reasonably priced accessory brand that doesn't rip off ideas? No, that's the issue. Is because the when it comes to accessories that are truly innovative and good, it takes a lot of R and D, and they have to make money back from the R and D. And so, no, the most innovative companies have some of the most expensive products, and that's just the way the world works. And that's why I don't condemn people for buying ripoff. Like I don't, unless it's like blatant and it's like gross. Um, yeah, I don't blame it. In fact, I've pushed, I've pushed for some of these things because, um, I think sometimes when people create something, they find themselves, uh, to be really, you know, I made the best thing ever and they r- charge a ridiculous price. Then I'm like, okay, screw you, you know, buy the ripoff. But, um, it, it, there's a fine line there. It's a fine line. So buy normcore. I'm not saying don't buy normcore. I'm saying that, um, it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, normcore is the best because I do see a lot of, uh, yeah, things like that. But anyway. What would be your choice within the 3 to 5k espresso range? Uh, for me personally, probably... <sighs> hmm. For me personally, probably the Nuri or the Vostic. being honest. I love levers though. Uh, kids are home. Love this session. See you, Adam. Okay, let's let's talk honestly. ZP six versus Pietro with Probers worth the upgrade from ZP six. So, first off, I resent you saying let's talk honestly because that would imply that I would ever do anything other than that. And as we know, I put my foot in my mouth so many times; it's kind of redonculous. The amount of enemies I've made is hilarious. Um, but yeah, so with the Pro literally, I the only this wasn't a made product and they put my name on it. They approached me while they were creating the grinder. They already had the design of the grinder, but they said, do you want to be part of the project? I said, on one condition, I create the burr set. So I said, okay, how about this? We need to have a burr set that doesn't really match your flavor uh, you know, preferences because we're going for a mass market, but we'll create a pro set that you create. And I said, okay. I was like, but here's the thing. I'm not releasing it until I love them. So we went through many, many iterations and my whole deal with it is I will not pass these burrs because my name will be on it. I will not pass these burrs unless two things happen. One, it has the most unimodal particle distribution via a laser particle analyzer on the market. What does that even mean? No one really knows, but that was still one of my things because I just wanted it to have that. Um, And and so that doesn't mean we just kept going for more and more unimodal. It means I wanted the most unimodal. And then we worked within that area for part two, which part two was it needed to beat unanimously with all of my uh, group of tasters. It needed to beat unanimously in double blind cuppings, the ZP6 and the fellow owed with SSP burrs aligned. And I said, unless it does both of those things, I will not Uh, uh, pass on, uh, like say that the burrs are okay to put my name on. So the fact that the Pietro Pro Brew Burrs exist tells you one thing and one thing only. It passed both those tests. So is it worth the upgrade? That is such a difficult question to ask because I do think the Pietro is silly expensive. It's very expensive. Yes, it is built with high quality products, but I am pissed that the base is not included. I'll be honest with you uh, because working with that without the base, I, I would not use it i just genuinely, regardless of how good the coffee is coming out of it. And it is good. And in fact, some of the, some of the, um, some roasters that you really, really like some of the, y'all really like the super light roast coffee people. They love the Pietro Pro Bruce, but they condemn it because it's so hard to use. And I agree with that. When you're using a really light coffee and you don't have the stand, it is a bitch to grind with. So is it worth the upgrade? It depends on your disposable income. If you can resell the ZP six and if that's something you want to spend your money on, do I think it is? A few steps higher in the CP6. Yes, I do. But again, that's for my palate, right? Right. Um, I think we broke Lance. You probably did. Uh, what's the difference in the cup? There's a bit more flavor separation. So the way I describe it is you have the EG1 with ULF uh, burrs. Is to the Pietro Pro Brew as the Time War 078 is to ZP6. So I think the 078 is better than the ZP6, but they have similar cut profiles as far as what they're going for. And the U- ULF with the EG1 is similar to Pietro and what they're going for. You get really nice juiciness, but you also get a intense flavor separation, which I really, really enjoy. Oh, so when we're talking slow feeding grinders, how slow are we talking? One gram at a time would, uh, per second would be, I mean, the slower you go, the better it's going to be, right? You don't have to go that slow. See where you have, you know, um, um, diminishing returns, right? But I mean, I'll sit there and I will do something like this. I like to just take the dose cup and I'll put it. I'll put it over the grinder like this and I do this right here. Oh, you can't really see it. There we go. I just like that right there. Takes me about twenty seconds. Worth it. Worth it. Um, WD two tool. What can I buy affordable but effective? I remember you said that finer needles. I noticed that you said didn't. You said not use a leveling tool, such so as WDT and tamp. Yeah, WDT and tamp. So, um, you, I, I, you know, I. Uh, you can do about 0. 0.4 millimeter needles. I like to have the, like 0. 0.35, 0. 0.4 millimeter needles. I like to have them, you know, I, I replaced the needles on my SWORTS tool because I wanted them a little thicker than 0. 0.3, I think they came as. But um, yeah, something like this, and you're going to be aggressive with it. You are whisking that. I mean, you're sitting there making whipped cream, okay? Spirographic pattern, all the way to the top. Then I like to slow down, just make sure the top's very level. You give it a little tap onto the table to, uh, to compress, and then you just tamp it. Is slow feed a thing only for flat burrs, no for everything. In fact, cone burrs are the worst at heat uh, at heat damage. The niche is one of the worst heat damage grinders I've ever used in my life. That in the and like the Breville Smart Grinder Pro, terrible cuz they mash and mash and mash and mash and mash and mash. I think that's another reason that Pietra tastes so much better than cone burrs uh, on hand grinders is because they're not mashing as much as cones do. Cones just mash the beans which is causing a lot of a lot of heat damage i skeptical about ghost spurs, but I would really like to try the portal. Yeah, so it's not that I'm skeptical about ghost spurs. It's that I've not really loved the flavor profile coming out of them. I get both a bitterness and a really intense flavor separation, which is not a great combination to get. And it's because they spit out quite a bit of fines. Yes, the majority of the grounds are really uniform, but you also get a ton of fines. So it's really weird. You get like a really, you know, modal peak and then a big old hump for fines. Favorite RPM setting on the EG1? What's your EG1 up to these days? Uh, It's sitting on the floor right now. I never have it too far away from me because I love using it. Honestly, even if it's not, even if I'm not even drinking a coffee that's super tasty, I I just like using it. Um, And I mean, I usually said like 800 or something. Uh, Is the width of the needle pattern in the WDB and Mine minor quite narrow? Basically three, four inch diameter. 3 fourths inch diameter. Yes, I, I what I have found is the most effective is that the sp- here. I love the sworks. It's my favorite as far as needle amount, needle spread, everything. And I'll just tell you what the needle spread is right now. I love the sworks. It's my it's my favorite. I've and the thing is over the years I've gone back and forth to through different designs, but I keep coming back to this. God, this is really hard to see with those needles. Okay. It's about 22 millimeters, 22 millimeters um, from edge to edge, from needle to needle on the furthest edges. And there's uh, eight needles on the the perimeter and one in the center. And it is just my favorite. It is my favorite. No question. I really want to love the Happy Tamper one as much. I really, because I just think this is so novel. I love this. What am I doing? I love this. But I just don't, I, I don't like it. They're like too flimsy. They're not in there tightly. And the spread is too much on the out. I, I just don't like it as much. Um, but yeah. Do you think he's a distribution to left or he's detrimental? Detrimental. Time to find a rippled 51 millimeter tamper head that fits my technique. Tam- yeah, Heck yeah, tamper base. Uh, you, you should be able to find them. The autocomb looks like it is cre- creating furrows. It doesn't look like the spire graph. It is not a spire graph. It's impossible to make something like that into a spire graph what's your recommended in-game 58 millimeter tamper, probably the force tamper with the rippled concave base. The issue is, this is my biggest issue with it though, is the head of it is not a perfect seal. So when you tamp and go down and it comes back up, it will grab the, the coffee on the edges of the inside of that puck and will then it hides it underneath that self-leveling piece. So, you, and, and it's oftentimes because there are ripples on the bottom, when you're tamping a lot, if there's any moisture, it gets caught in the ripples. So it is a pain in the arse as well. But even with that coffee being taken away, it still is more consistent shot to shot than keeping all the coffee in it with a flat tamper. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's crazy. Thank you, Godbuster. I appreciate it. All right, we've been here for an hour 15. I think I'm going to go ahead and wind down. Uh, It looks like people have been hopping off anyway. Uh, Thank you for a super successful first stream on Lance Hedrick Unfiltered. I'm going to save this and then I might post it today or tomorrow or next week. I don't know. But um, obviously... I don't think many people are going to watch it because it's so tailored to the chat and that's what I want it to be. But I'm still going to post it publicly um, because I'm such a big fan on accessibility. And um, I mean, this channel isn't even monetized, obviously. And so the idea is that I'll put it out there for people who may not be able to afford uh, jumping in Patreon. They obviously can't interact because it's happened in real time and this is unlisted. But uh, yeah, it was a fantastic time. Thank you. Love you all. See you in Discord. And... um, Yeah, more rants to come. Sweet. Thank you very much. Chat in Discord. Hit the like and subscribe. (laughs) Balloons. Okay, bye.